Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Thanks, Pastor Joel. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, Yeah, that was good. That was a good explanation. Um, That was very clear. This morning is going to be really good. Really, really good. Um, I just feel very um, aware of him this morning. Um, His presence, his kindness, his love, his glory and his holiness. So, um, hence... (laughs) my preparation already. Um, Yes. Good. If you're online or listening, hello. (laughs) Um, I realise that when you listen to podcasts and, you know, you get all of the the sniffles and the breaths and (laughs) everything. So, apologies in advance already. Um, Sisterhood is this afternoon. That's going to be really beautiful. Um, We're just going to have a beautiful time of fellowship together. So it's not going to be a service or anything like that. We just want to create space for family. Um, So come along, all women, ages 16 and up, you're more than welcome to be there. It's just going to be a really beautiful time together just to eat and have coffee and just chat and connect. Um, And feel free to bring people. Like, I'm always about inclusion across denominationally in our city, but also people that don't call themselves, you know, part of any church family, bring them. And this is, like, going to be such a beautiful one to bring them to because it's just relaxed and it's afternoon tea and everyone loves to – all the ladies love afternoon tea. Um, So that's going to be really good. Um, that's at three. I think we've already said three. Yep. Um, and last week, just a quick little recap. Um, Benaiah preached an incredible word, like it was such a good word, on um, being a family that is generous, but generous in the sense of how we respond to others in their, seeing them for who they're called to be, covering their shame as a family and providing a space of healing. Um, and he talked about King David and how he covered... Um, Mephibosheth, yep, that one, (laughs) Um, when he carried him to the table. And it was just, it was such a beautiful word and it just was, I encourage you, if you missed it, go back and listen to it um, because that's who we're called to be as a family in Jesus' name. Um, Cool. Let me pray, if that's okay. Yes. Even if it's not okay, I'm going to do it anyway. So I don't know why we we ask. Even when Pastor Joel said, I'm going to share around the offering if that's okay or something. I was like, who cares if it's not okay for someone there? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry. Anyway. All right. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. King Jesus, as we were worshipping this morning, that you are so holy, that you are so mighty, that you are so glorious. 
We just fix our focus and attention on you this morning. And I just ask for every heart to be open, every ear to hear, and every eye to see this morning who you are. In the midst of noise, in the midst of life, in the midst of busyness, that we would have a moment this morning sitting at your feet, sitting at your throne, re-surrendering our hearts and our affection to you because you are so worthy and you are so holy. And this morning, more than anything else, I ask that you would come and consume. That you would come and consume every heart, every area, Come and set us on fire. Come and move us to a point of abandonment, of surrender that says yes and amen. That we would lay down selfish ambition, pride, hurt, bitterness. Things that we feel like we have a right to hold on to. I ask that you would just burn it up this morning. That as we spend time in your presence. As we spend time in your holiness and your glory. That everything else would fall away. everything else that is not of you, that is not kingdom, that is not truth, will just fall away in your presence, in your presence, Jesus. All-consuming fire. All-consuming fire this morning. This morning I'm, um, I'm speaking on a family who surrenders. Um, and I just have such a sense in my spirit that um, I spoke on it a couple of weeks ago when we had our revival night, a prophetic declaration um, with Romans 12, where it talks about us being living sacrifices. And at that revival night, I said, it, it, I got that sense in my spirit prophetically um, that there is a calling back of resurrender across the church. I think the church, hear my heart, um, can be very comfortable very convenient, very selfish. Um, and I think talking about surrender is difficult because it's uncomfortable. Because we all feel like we have a right to live our life. You don't. Um, if you put your hand up to Jesus... There is an exchange that happens where my life is no longer my own. 
I can't say yes to him and yes to the world. I can't say yes to him and yes to myself. There is a, a beautiful, holy moment that happens. And yet, we fall away from it and we forget. And it becomes about us. It becomes about our comfort. It becomes about our convenience. It becomes about our um, rights. It becomes about maybe our hurt, maybe our disappointment. We hold on to things because we were hard done by or it's so not our right. Gosh. And so this morning, you have a choice. We always have a choice. He's always gentle and kind. He never forces. He's never, um, yeah, that's not who he is. And I want to read this verse because it's, it is so clearly kind. So, Romans 12 verse 1 says, and this is in the Passion Translation, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvellous mercies? to surrender yourself to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices. Because of who he is, because of his mercies, because of his kindness, what is our proper response? Sacred, set apart. Devoted wholly to him. You can't, and forgive the, um, the offensive word, you can't prostitute yourself to the world when you say yes to him. Sacred. Sacred. Living sacrifices. And to live in wholeness, holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Oh, come on, church. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. We need to be a family that surrenders. And this verse has so much in it. Surrender as a living sacrifice. And this is the thing is you're not dead. You're living. You have the opportunity to walk and get up off the altar. Yeah? A living sacrifice. You present yourself to God, but he still gives you choice. How beautiful. He still gives you choice. He doesn't want a dead sacrifice. He doesn't want a robot. He doesn't want somebody that just lies there and does nothing. He still has given you choice this morning to get up off the altar if you want to. 
some of us aren't even on the altar. Some of us is maybe we're sitting, maybe we're so distant from it that we can't even remember. But a living sacrifice. And then I love this because we think surrender in, I don't know, worldly terms or whatever, it's when you lose, yeah? You wave your little white flag. I'm surrendering. I've lost. The battle it was too difficult and I'm not winning. So to say that we need to be a family that surrenders and even to talk about it, like I said, it's hard because our culture is so much satisfying me. But in kingdom, in the world, surrendering is when you've lost. But in the kingdom, surrendering is how we win. We win when we surrender because this verse says, live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. You're not surrendering to die and to be, you know, poor and lowly and have nothing and be nothing and be no one. You're dying and you're surrendering and you're sacrificing to experience all that delights his heart. There is freedom in surrender. There is winning in surrender. And there is something that I feel like the church needs to take hold of again, to lay down, lay down your life, lay down everything and go, yes, I choose to be a living sacrifice. And it says in response to his mercies, in response to who he is, we first surrender to him because of who he is. I love this. And it will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. What does that look like? What does that mean? It's that. To lay down my thoughts, my opinions, my dreams, my culture, my anything, and to adopt his as my own. When I'm a living sacrifice, when I'm surrendered to him, I'm saying, not just putting up my hand and saying, yes, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior, but you just stay there while I go out and sleep around in the world. It's not saying, yes, Jesus, I put my hand up as for you to be my Lord and Savior, but sorry, I've got this thing on the side where, you know, I can't give up this. This is who I am. This is part of my family culture. This is saying I'm going to be a living sacrifice says, I will give up, I will lay myself on the altar as a living sacrifice to choose your ways as my ways, to choose your thoughts as my thoughts, to choose your love as the way that I love, to choose your forgiveness when I feel like I have to hold on to bitterness because they did me wrong. That is a living sacrifice. And Heidi Baker says, this is so beautiful, because some of you might go, oh, that's awkward, that's really hard to hear. Well, this is, Heidi Baker says, when you're in love with God, you're not afraid to yield your life to him. When you are in love with God, because surrender is vulnerable, yeah, because we see surrender as a little white flag, surrender is vulnerable for you to say, I am not my own. That's hard. I don't think anybody would be like, I don't know, no human I know. (laughs) Sorry. Everyone wants what they want, yeah? Even Christians. There's still a part of you that is still, you're still human. But when you know that you are loved, 
And when you know love, it's not hard because you realise that verse is that your life is better when you surrender. Your life is more beautiful. Your life is full of his delights. Your life is freer when you let go and go, you can have it all, Jesus. You can have it all, Jesus. We surrender for him. We surrender for ourselves. And it says in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Oh, man. Deny yourself. And we think that this is just, yes, salvation, yeah? We hear that and go, Jesus is just, just saying, you know, come follow me, leave your family, leave your fishing nets, which is what he was talking about in the Bible back in, to his disciples. You know, don't go and bury your dead, come follow me, leave your jobs, leave, come. And, and we see it as like, that's just us saying, I want to be a Christian. That doesn't just happen at salvation, It is a daily denying of yourself and taking up your cross. And that's not a physical cross. It's not, you know, I don't know, a physical cross. It is taking up who he is. Saying no to my own selfish ambitions, no to what I want, no to the way that I choose to live my life, what I want to do, to say no to that every single day of my life. Doesn't just stop at salvation and then you're done because you're in the club. It's daily, daily laying down your offence. That's such a big one. You think you have a right to be offended? No, you don't. You don't. I have to deny myself and take up his way of thinking, his heart, his kingdom, his truth every single day for myself because, and I love this, because it says, whoever wishes to save your life, if you're clinging on for dear life, oh no, Jesus, you can have all this, but I've got to have this little parcel of me down here. You clinging on, whoever tries to save his life, you're going to lose it anyway. And then it says, but whoever loses his life for my sake, you're going to find it. You're going to find life. You're going to find freedom. You're going to find joy. You're going to find forgiveness. You're going to find truth that is bigger and better than anything that you could hold on to and try and get your little juicy claws around. Let go. Let go. Whatever it is. And I feel this so strongly in my spirit. You can't keep a piece of you hidden in a little cupboard just for you. That's not Christianity. That's not kingdom. It says that he's a jealous God in the sense that he wants all of you. He wants the ugly. He wants the messy. He wants the broken. He wants the beautiful. He wants the whole. He wants all of it. And you can try and hold on, but you're going to lose it. And it's not going to be worth it because it says when you let go of everything, When you say, Jesus, I'm all in, that is when you gain life. That is when you gain freedom. Some of us don't even know what that feels like to be free, to be free of addiction, to be free of hurt, to be free of pain, to be free of brokenness, to be free of offense, 
oh, to let your life just be all about him. To go, do you know what? It doesn't matter if that person hurt me. It doesn't matter if I'm offended by that. It doesn't matter if I was wronged by that. It do, do you know what? Because your way is higher, Jesus. And I choose to be a living sacrifice every single day of my life to surrender so that you can be glorified and I can live a good, happy, free life. Does it mean that you're not going to get ever hurt again or ever offended? Of course not. We are surrounded by humans. You are a human. Do you know what? Oh, it's a side note. It's okay. It's okay. Philippians 3 verse 7. Oh, to be people, to be a family, that this is us. That is surrendered. Firstly, because of who he is. That was my first point. Sorry, I feel like I'm maybe not like in succinct structure. We surrender first for him because of who he is. We surrender second for ourselves because it means that our life is bigger and better and fuller and freer and more healed and whole. This is so good. This is Paul, Philippians 4. And this is just before this, Philippians 4 verse 7. He lists all of the stuff he's done. He says, I've done this, I am this, this is like, this is before. And he says, yet. So for me, I could list. I've got a bachelor's degree, I've got a master's degree, I'm married, I've got a house, I've got a kid, I've got a car, I've traveled. I can have a list, yeah? Which the world goes, congratulations, it's fantastic. Look how successful you are. Yet, read this with me, all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them. And I regard it all as nothing. Oh, so good compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's like a pile of manure to me so that I might be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord of all of his greatness. My passion is to be consumed with him and not cling to my own righteousness based in keeping with written law. My only righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. Oh, Paul gets to this point in his life where he goes, doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. All of the successes, all of the things that you can line up against your name, he just goes, it's poo. That's what he says. I put it on the garbage heap. It is like a manure. And these are good things. These are things that the world goes, fantastic. And he goes, all of these good things are poop compared to knowing him what drives you like what actually drives you this morning why did you come to church why did you get up this morning what are you doing with your life is it because of all of those things that you can tag next to your name and pat yourself on the back and say fantastic I'm not saying don't do those things I'm not saying don't be a hermit and live and do nothing you still have to do life 
But in comparison, in comparison to that surrender, in comparison to that living sacrifice, it means nothing because he is the goal. He is the prize. It is all about him, church. And if we had a church, if we had a family that was surrendered, that was surrendered and goes, it doesn't matter. It's all about you, King Jesus. When we're singing that song this morning, it's not you going, we've sung it a couple of times. Why is Pastor Joel saying, let's go again? It's not for you. It's not for you. Do you know what? There's this church in America called Jesus Image Church, and their worship, their services go for three hours, and their worship goes for two of those hours. And one time the pastor got up there, um, Pastor Michael, and he said he's only probably around Benaiah's age. In my head that's young, but maybe, maybe it's not. I don't know. And he's got a church of thousands and they worship and their worship is beautiful. If you want to listen to it, it's called Jesus Image Church. And he said one time after the service, someone came up to me and goes, you know, I really love your preaching, Pastor. But gee, the worship goes for a bit long. And he looked at them, two hours of worship, by the way. We've got, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> two hours of worship. I really love your word. I'm always really inspired when you share, but the worship goes for a bit long. And he said he just looked at the person and goes, that's okay. It's not for you anyway. It's for Jesus. I don't think he's worried about how long it goes for. And the person just went, oh, yeah. And that's so true. With that mindset of surrender, yeah, we still want to honour your time, obviously, but at the same time, to be in a place where it's like, it's all about Jesus. It doesn't matter about how long worship goes for if we've sung the same thing over and over, honestly. It doesn't matter to be a family that is surrendered, that actually walks in as living sacrifices, that goes, this morning I woke up, And I was dead to my old self, but I was alive in Christ. I was dead to the things that didn't matter, all of the successes that I piled up against my name, and I was alive to Christ. And I was coming this morning to church as a living sacrifice. Do you know how our atmosphere would change? Do you know how our worship would change? Do you know how our culture would change? If every single one of us that calls Celebration Church home came in and just went, we're surrendered. We're surrendered in our worship. We're surrendered in our giving. We're surrendered in our kindness and our acceptance of other people. That would be amazing. Bill Johnson says, fire always falls on sacrifice. Fire always falls on sacrifice. So be the living sacrifice. If you want to see revival in our city, if you want to see revival in your family, if you want to see revival in this church, be a living sacrifice. Lay down your rights, lay down your pride, lay down your opinion and just put your hand up to Jesus and say yes and amen. Galatians 2.20 says, My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live as in a union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. 
How good is that translation? My old life, when you put your hand up and you say yes to Jesus, your old life is dead. Because of that, we live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the Son of God and he dispenses his life into mine. So you're not just dead. You are a living sacrifice that is being infiltrated with his life. He is dispensing his life into yours. Why do we want to hold on to what was old and crusty anyway? And yet sometimes we do. We live back in the past. We hold on to things. We hold on to feelings. We hold, whatever it is. And this, Galatians 2.20 says, that old life no longer lives. Some of you, some of us, some of me, we go back and we resuscitate. There's bits of your old life that for some reason you feel like you need to go back to. We do mouth to mouth. We do a couple of chest compressions, comes back to life, and then we go, oh, no, 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 I'm crucified with Christ. Um, And then we go back. Can we just be a church? Can we just be a family that we are daily going, yes and amen, Jesus, that you are not continually going back and resuscitating what was, what happened, what hurt, whatever, that you live in such a way that is a living sacrifice. And this is the reason why. The third point, we surrender for others. We surrender for him because of who he is. We surrender for ourselves because... We want a better life. I want a better life. I want to be surrendered to him because my life is better when he is infiltrating me. But then we surrender for others. This is so cool. Again, Heidi Baker says, and if you don't know who Heidi Baker is, she runs Iris Ministries over in Africa. Um, and she's such a beautiful lady. My sister actually went and did a missions trip when she was younger, and she said that this lady who has, she's so well-known globally, she has, you know, she goes around and she preaches at conferences and all of that, but she's, her whole thing is about the one, is about seeing the one, ministering to the one, loving the one, and even my sister's sister said when she saw her, she's not all, oh, excuse me, it was my entourage walking through. She gets down on the level and she sees the one. And this is so cool what she says. God is not about using the mighty, but the willing. We're talking about surrendering for the sake of others. He's not into using amazing people, just ones who are prepared to lay their lives down. God is not looking for extraordinary, exceptionally gifted people, just laid down lovers of Jesus, who will carry his glory with transparency and not take it for themselves. We surrender for the sake of others so that we could be used to be his hands and feet and not be selfish and hold It says there, and not take it for themselves. When you are not surrendered, you're just a consumer. When you are not surrendered, when you are not a living sacrifice, 
you're just consuming it all for yourself. But a surrendered person says, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be brilliant. I don't have to have everything. I just have to be available. I just have to lay down my life and say, Jesus, use me. Send me. Let me be your hands and feet. Let me not be so prideful and caught up in my own issues that I miss the one, the one. Oh, it's so good. Lay down lovers of Jesus. Can we be a church family that is that, that we lay our lives down for the sake of others, for the sake of them seeing his glory, his love, his forgiveness. John 15, 13 says, for the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. The greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. Even with our celebration offering coming up, you have an opportunity. And I know we keep talking about it. If you're offended by it, I don't care. Because we are giving you an opportunity to sow into kingdom. We don't want your money. It's not about, oh, the church is so greedy. They're always talking about money. If you think that, that is wrong. Just straight up wrong. We don't care about your money. We care about you partnering with us to establish kingdom. That's what it's about. And when we're talking about surrendering for others, that is such a beautiful opportunity to be able to give and give something that costs you, give something that is a sacrifice, give something that you feel like it, it does hurt. And that's okay. But you're partnering with something. You're partnering with kingdom to see others, to be Jesus' hands and feet. We don't keep it here. We don't have like a secret account that we grovel at all and oh, we just tell. Like, look at that map. That is you guys. That is us. That is Celebration Church. That is family sowing into the nations. So please don't get offended when we talk about money because it's so much bigger than just money. It has given you an opportunity to be a living sacrifice with the other living sacrifices to go, we are going to lay down our lives, our lives, our thoughts, our opinions, our bank accounts to say yes and amen and to see his kingdom move forward. It's all about his kingdom. We are not just about Celebration Church. If you ever hear that, you don't have our heart. I don't care what church you go to. I don't. If you are in love with Jesus and you are being used to advance his kingdom, then good on you. We don't hate any churches in our, in our city, in our world. Fantastic. When they're seeing revival, we're seeing revival. We, are sat, we need to get a surrendered spirit. Your life is not your own. You can choose it to be your own because you're not dead on the altar. You can get up and walk away anytime you want. But to stay and to sacrifice and to lay down, that is what we're called to be. Our world deserves a surrendered church, a people that don't have their own agendas, their own thoughts, their own opinions, but are totally surrendered to him his thoughts, his ways, his truths. It is not about us, Celebration Church. It is not about me. It's not about Benar and I building our kingdom. I couldn't care less. 
I just want you to be in love with Jesus. That's it. And I want to be an example of him. I don't want to promote even Christianity, the church. I want people when they see me to see him. I want people when they hear me to hear him. I want people when they encounter me to encounter him. And that comes from me constantly laying down my thoughts, my opinions, my rights, my pride, my fear, my hurt, my bitterness. And I've got it all, church, trust me. I'm not up here saying that I'm, you know, totally surrendered. It is a daily, daily choice. But the power of us being living sacrifices... Living sacrifices. Oh, and we sang that that beautiful song. I was supposed to say the worship, man, the worship was so beautiful this morning. Our team is is so so faithful. They get up and lead when they don't want to. They get up and lead when they're discouraged. They get up and lead when they might not have had the most rosy week. They're so faithful. Our team is so faithful. And they lead us. You've got to understand that, church, that our team, when they're up here, they present themselves. Oh, beautiful. In like country, like Alabama. (laughs) Anyway, they come up here and they present themselves as living sacrifice. This morning, when China and Nat and Troy were up here, forefront, leading the army forward, you guys, They've laid down their weak. They've laid down their offences. They've laid down their hurt. They've laid down their disappointment to lead us. I am thankful for their living sacrifice this morning because I was on the front row crying, such a mess, because his beautiful presence, because they chose, they chose to go, we're going to surrender. And we benefit from that. And it's so beautiful. Imagine if we all did that in our own areas, the hospitality team, the kids team, the people at the door, just you sitting, being your beautiful selves. But you came in and you just said, I'm just going to be a living sacrifice. I'm just going to surrender. And based off that, everyone gets to partake in the sweet presence of Jesus. Because when you sacrifice, when you surrender, fire comes and it burns and it consumes and it envelops and that's his presence. So every time you choose that, you're choosing his fire, you're choosing his presence and those around get to partake. Oh, it's so sweet. It's so beautiful. So I just want to finish... The next, what's we've got six minutes? I don't know. We might go for two hours. <laughs> Who knows? But that third song that we sang, My Delight. My Delight? Is that what it was? I don't know. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Woody. Um, the bridge of that. When he says, when my heart and flesh may fail. Oh, it gets me every time. Because he doesn't ask for you to be perfection. He doesn't ask. He just wants you. And I love that because it just says it so beautifully. My heart and flesh fail all the time. Trust me, all the time. But it says, you are my God, my everything. Who have I in heaven but you? 
oh, for us to get to a place of desperation, church, where we're so surrendered to him that when you say that, you literally mean that. Who have I in heaven but you? Because all the things that I list, all the things that I line up are poop compared to you. It doesn't matter the achievements. It doesn't matter the goals. It doesn't matter what I've got. If I've got you, if I know you, that is worth everything. That is worth every surrender, every sacrifice. So we are going to sing that song. Is that okay? And I just feel like the band can come up. Sorry, I'm just going to keep talking until you start playing. (laughs) Um, Living sacrifices, living sacrifices. This is such a challenging topic. It is such a, because I know, I know. I was listening to a Bill Johnson sermon and he talks about when he has that moment with Jesus when he's laying on his bed. And it's the moment he always refers back to when he was like, that was it. That was the moment where I let everything go and said, I'm all in Jesus. And when you hear him talk about it with his passion, it is convicting and confronting for me. Because I go, man, am I at that place where I go, it's all or nothing. Send me anywhere. I'll do anything. I'll stay here. I'll go, whatever it is, Jesus, I'm not going anywhere without you. And I have moments of that, yes. But then I have moments of my thoughts, my opinions, my fears. But for us to be a church that is so totally surrendered to him, that is beautiful. That is revival. And that impacts others because we're set on fire. Fire always falls on sacrifice. So why don't we stand? And do you know what? so not forcing you this morning. You might not be at this point of being a living sacrifice. That's okay. That's okay. You might hear that word surrender and go, "Mm, nah, it's okay. But if you're in, let's be all in. So why don't you just close your eyes? Thank you, Jesus. Who have I in heaven but you, King Jesus? There is nothing besides you, nothing that is greater, nothing that is sweeter. And this morning, for those that are with me, we just say yes and amen again to being a living sacrifice. We re-surrender our hearts this morning. We re-lay down our lives this morning. We re-put up our hands and say, yes, Jesus, send me, use me. Holy Spirit, I pray that in this moment that you will convict hearts, that you will bring people to you, that you will draw people to your heart, your truth. Holy Spirit, that if people have heard things in the wrong light, I pray that you speak your truth. Holy Spirit, I pray that if there are issues that people are holding on to, things from the past, things that they they think, I just can't let go of this. May this be the morning that they feel set free from it. May this be the morning that chains break, that bondages and shackles fall to the ground. May this be the morning that as we die to self, we become so alive in you that we sense a freedom and a joy and a love like we never have before. Holy Spirit, set us on fire. Set us on fire as we offer up ourselves to you as living sacrifices. We say yes and amen to being set on fire.
so that people can partake in your goodness and your kindness and your love. So we worship you this morning. We worship you. Just as you're worshiping, just in your own self, realign what you need to realign. Be open to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel like I want to bring our attention back to something that I talked about earlier. And I honestly believe that if we're honest in this place, that there are some of you that will walk out of this room never freer than you've ever been in your life. There is a breakthrough moment. I talked about that he wants all of you. A living sacrifice means all of you. And I believe in this place there are people that, like I was talking about, have that little thing on the side. Where you say, Jesus, you can have all of me but this. And for some of you, it might be an addiction. For some of you, it might be an offense. For some of you, it might be unforgiveness. For some of you, it might be hurt and brokenness. And for whatever reason, you feel like it's your right to hold on to it. This morning, if you're honest before him, I honestly believe that there is breakthrough in this place for you to be set free, for bondages to break, for healing to take place. Because when we burn, when he consumes, it's all of us. The fire doesn't pick and choose which log it burns. If it's in the fire, it's going to be consumed. So this morning, if that is you, I ask you to be vulnerable before the throne room. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to tell me, but in your own heart. And like I said, vulnerability, sorry, surrender is vulnerable, but you're safe. You're safe with the God that loves. You're safe with the God that heals. You're safe with the God that forgives. So Holy Spirit, for those people that have identified that. I ask God that you just give them a chance and a moment here to just lay it on the altar, to come before you as a living sacrifice and lay it down. Lay the hurt down. Lay the offense down. Lay the, the addiction down. And say, Jesus, you can have it all. Jesus, you can have it all. Jesus, you can have it all. Because you are worthy. You are holy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you this morning, just keep, keep that atmosphere. 
I also want to ask if there's anyone in the room that maybe has never surrendered or you would like to re-surrender. You've never put your hand up and said, yes, Jesus, I'm going to take up my cross and follow you. Maybe for the first time or maybe for a recommitment, like you actually feel like, no, I I need to re-surrender. I need to re-lay down my life. If that's you, why don't you just put your hand up? Thank you, Jesus. Just as a physical declaration. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the people that are re-surrendering this morning to you. Maybe for the first time or maybe maybe for a second time or a third or hundredth time. But Jesus, I just ask that you fill them with your Holy Spirit right now. That your presence would overwhelm them. That your love and your forgiveness would surround them. Father, that as they say yes and amen to be a living sacrifice, Holy Spirit, that you would guide them, that you would protect them, that you would comfort them. And that more than anything, that they would know you. They would know you and they would know your love and your goodness and your kindness. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.